You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. So I'm excited. I'll tell you what, I'm ready to get started. Uh, title of my message is called Servant. And, uh, and if you look at the definition, somewhere, the definition of servant, look right there. It says, a person who performs duties for others. That's all it is. Serving one another. And my question for you for uh, 2024, are you performing duties for others? Uh, husbands, are we performing duties for our wives? Uh, wives, for our friends, for our church family? Turn with me to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. Remember, we're performing duties for others. That's all a servant is. Look right here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. Uh, reading out of the New King James Version. And yesterday I, I felt led to preach. I usually preach out of King James, the these and thous and all that good stuff. Well, me and Missy are building a house, so all my stuff's packed up. And I finally found my King James Bible. So we're good to go. If you look in... Verse 7, look at this, what it says. It says, let him who is taught, I'm sorry, verse 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will reap of the flesh corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunities, be looking for opportunities to be a servant, do duties for others. It says, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. So we're about doing good for others. Jesus came not to serve, but he, he came not to be served, but to serve. And who is our example? Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be. Examples like Jesus. So if you don't like the way your marriage is, is change it. Okay? Now, I'm not telling you to go get a divorce and change partners. I'm not saying that. No. You change. Amen? A lot of people, things, well, my wife ain't treat me right. Well, okay, well, what are you going to do? Start serving her. It says, my wife doesn't treat me right. Are you treating them right? Just a question. We're supposed to serve one another. Husbands, I always hear this. I wish my wife treated me like a king. Now, let me give you a clue. Are you treating her like a queen? Come on now, I need an amen on that. That was a good time to say, amen, <laughs> preach it, brother. But then that, that, that door swings both ways. Wives, I hear him say, I wish my husband treated me like a queen. Let me give you a clue. Are you treating him like a king? See, that goes both ways. 
I mean, there's simple things. All it is is just performing duties for one another. And, man, I tell you what, opening doors, something simple like opening the door. Now, I used to have all kinds of excuses back when I was, you know, well, my truck, it just had a, uh, uh, it didn't have a, a, a keyhole on the passenger side. That was my excuse. Well, I could have did the fob and went over there and opened the door, but no. Okay, but man, I'll tell you what, it's been a game changer. Open the door, holy moly. I'm telling you guys, just giving you a little nugget. Open the door for your wife. I mean, it, it's a game changer, man. I tell you what, and Missy, her, her exact words, she said, it makes me feel like a queen. That's exactly. Our women want to feel like queens, like we want to feel like kings, correct? Just open the door. Man, I'm telling you, it opens some doors for you. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. Uh, so opening the door, something simple as that, opening doors, has been a game changer in my life. Are we serving others, family, friends, in the church? Me and Missy's been working. We're building a new house, so we're living in a camper. Been in the camper for about six, seven months in <clears throat> close quarters. And... Uh, so anyway, we're, we're, we're building this house, been working, regular job, 40-hour job, come home, do work after till 8, 9 o'clock, whatever. I mean, we've been, she's been, she been cracking the whip. I ain't going to lie to you. She's been riding me like a pack mule. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. She's been working, too. She's been getting her some, too. We're a partner. We're a team. So anyway, the other day, it was so nice, man. We've been working so hard, man. We got in, man. We ain't even got time to cook, you know? Well, so what we usually do, we cook a big meal on Monday, then we eat leftovers the rest of the week. You know, and that's fine with me. As long as I've got food on the table, that's cool, you know? But this couple called up and said, hey, I know y'all been working hard, working late. We got a meal, hot meal for you. Man, it blessed me. And that's how I want to think something simple like that. You know, man, we've been working hard, man. I was so thankful, man. Missy went and got the food, and we ate. It's such a blessing. It was outside the box. So, see, that's the whole deal, thinking of others and not ourselves. Look at this. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Y'all know Jesus is our example. Talking about joy and serving. Philippians chapter 2, look at this, verse 1 through 8. It says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. 
Here's Jesus walking in the flesh, God in the flesh on the earth, serving people. It says, but made himself of no reputation. See, a lot of times we worry about our reputation too much. This society is not about serving. And I know by nature, we're not, oh, I just serve. That's it. Sometimes we're about us, about self, and what you can do for me. But no, Jesus made himself of no reputation. It says, taking the form of a bond servant. And that, that uh, definition of a bond servant, it says, a person bound and serveth, service without wages. He's just going about serving. Jesus, God in the flesh. What about serving people? Wow. Healing people, touching them, being a blessing in their lives. What are we doing? And I know it, it's tough sometimes because you, we, we, we're, that's not our nature. But if we have the Holy Spirit in us and he dwells and he helps us and guides us, we, after a while, man, it's a blessing to serve. Just be a blessing to somebody. I know Missy, she has a hard time with that sometimes, but, you know, no, I'm joking. <laughs> she does. She serves. She is a servant to me. And that's what we do. We serve one another. Look at this. It says, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. That's what it is. It's humbleness. Humble yourself. Hey, honey, I'll cook dinner tonight. You don't have to cook. I got this. You take care of those kids. I got this. Being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every knee. Name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth. Humbleness. Look at this, y'all know the ter parable. Turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 10. And we'll go deeper into this. Luke chapter 10. And I know this is, I mean, but I, I want to challenge you for this new year. Change your way of thinking, the way of doing things. Luke chapter 10. And we're reading verse 25 through 37. Look at this. Y'all know that this is a parable about the good Samaritan. I had this lawyer. It says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, tested Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And I think that was so cool. Jesus is cool. He laid by. He's wise. So the guy, the lawyer, asked him a question, and he has the lawyer answer his own question. He said to him, what is written? He says, uh, what must I do, teacher, to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And you know, I sit there and I look, it's just like Mr. Rogers, can you say neighbor? <laughs> Are we serving our neighbors? 
And, and, and you think about that. You look, the, the order, there's three orders there. Love God, all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Neighbor, then yourself. See, sometimes we got that, we get that backwards. Myself, neighbors, and then God. Or myself, God, then neighbors. No, we're the last one. We're supposed to be serving. Okay? Now, no, we, 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 we pamper this flesh. We, you know, we, we feed it. We dress it up. We make it look nice. But are we being that servant? Or are we being that servant for our neighbors? Okay? And then look what it says going down. It says, and he said to him, you have answered rightly. Jesus said, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Again, Mr. Rogers says, who's my neighbor? It says, then Jesus answered and said, a certain man, he gives you an example here, he says, a certain man answered and said, went down from Jerusalem to, to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I think he's having a pretty bad day, right? So it says, now by chance a certain priest came down that road. It says, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now you would think a priest with all his flackery and his robe and his righteousness walking down the road like this. He sees a man half dead. His clothes ripped off of him. He looks at him and he passes on the other side. We as a church doing as this priest does, we see somebody in need and we passing on the other side of the road and we say we're Christian we can't become hard-hearted. And I know, Missy, know, I, I, I get, man, I just get, people just, I'll be at the gas station pumping gas. Hey, man, got some extra cash? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And one guy, you know, he come over there, hey, man, I'm hungry. I said, I'll tell you what, hang on, let me pump my gas, and I'll go get you something to eat. He said, oh, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go get you some, some vegetables in there or something, I guess, then one cat comes up, drives up, pumping gas again, drives up. Hey, man, any cash to spare? I said, yeah, yeah. I'll give him a little cash. I go to give it to him, and he goes, that all you got? <laughs> I started to pull it back. Like, really? You want to ask me for cash, and I'll give you something, and you, is that all you got? So what I'm saying is we can't become hard-hearted. People are going to do. There's, I've seen them. You give them this, they go straight in, go buy a six-pack, and they come out. What they do with it, that's between God and them. I do it according to what God, and I'm free of it. We can't become hard-hearted. Well, that guy, he just went in there and bought a six-pack. Well, that's between him and God. Don't get so hard-hearted that we don't continue to give and have compassion. Look at this. Let's go on. And then it says... Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked. At least he looked. 
And it says he passed by on the other side. Same deal. Then it says, but, like the buts in the Bible, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. It says three things. And when he saw him, he had what? Compassion. And went to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And it says, on the next day, when he departed, he took out two denaro, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Are we in a situation to where we have enough money to where we can say, hey, I want to give him this, but whatever else, I'll pay it. I don't know about you, but I want to be financially situated to where if God says, hey, go pay that man's truck note, you go pay it. Just be a blessing. Be sensitive. But if God can't, if God can't trust us with buying this guy some uh, coffee at Starbucks, he darn sure ain't going to trust you paying a guy a $700 truck note. So what I'm saying, the little things, be faithful with the little, and he'll give you much. I want to be in that position. And, and so it goes on. Look at this. And he said, he, he said, so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said, said to him, go and do likewise. You go do the same thing that this gentleman did. This is an example for you. And turn with me. You know, when, when we're about God, we're about people, and, and yeah, we, we, can, we can love ourselves. Now, look, I, I don't mean this in arrogance. I, I, I like Kent Richard. But, and I don't say that arrogantly. What I'm saying is, is God made me. <laughs> so, let me ask you, if, if I can't love myself, how can I love others? Now, there's that balance, because if you're going around thinking you're, you're the best thing, you know, since sliced bread, and you're all about that, and a bag of chips, and you're the shiznick, Did I say that shit? I had to look that up. That means you, you think you're the stuff. She's knit. 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 I had to look that up. I didn't know if that was a cuss word or what. But we, we got to have a balance of who we think we are. But we are in Christ. Okay? But look at this right here. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 139, verse 14, it says, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, God has made each and every one of us. Think about that. Each and every one of us different. Oh, man. I couldn't handle two. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I always joke. I love this woman. But we, we're different. And God, that's what God likes, a variety. Right. And we accept one another for who we are, what we do. We don't have all the same gifts. 
you know, and that's okay. But we, we love one another and we, we serve with one another. It's just like this church. It blesses me. Man, I sat back there the other day on that camera and I sit there and I'm like, thank God you're so good. You know, just to see, I mean, I praise and worship band. They get up here and they give it their all. Every, I mean, you got camera people. You got Kobe. He dresses me up. He puts my lapel mic on. He, we're buddies now. But... <laughs> And Jeremy, I, we drive in last week for Christmas. Walk, drive in. Jeremy's got his uh, Christmas jacket on with the tie and Santa Claus. I thought that's so cool. I said, look at that. We all variety. And God likes that. That's okay. You know, quit trying to be somebody else. Just be you. Exactly. Let that be free. And look at this right here. I want to go on. So look at Mark chapter 10. I thought this was so cool. You know, Jesus is constantly telling us, he's got these 12 guys, and they're kind of rough around the edge. He's constantly telling them, say, look, I'm fixing to have to go to the cross, okay? So look in, in, in Mark chapter 10, and uh, verse 32. Look at this. Now, Jesus is trying to break this down to him. He's, he's telling them that, look, this is the third time he's told them about, I'm fixing to be crucified, fixing to die. It says, now they were on the road, it was Jesus and his disciples, going up to Jerusalem to the Passover. And Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things which he would happen to him. Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem. It says, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests, and to the uh, scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. So he's sitting there, he just throwed it out there. And look at this. Going to verse 35. I thought this was so crazy. And, and look. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us what we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left hand in your glory. I hear he's sitting there telling about he's going to be crucified and they're worried about their positions. Does that sound familiar? It says, but Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? and be baptized with baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I am baptized with you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And then he breaks it down. And when the ten heard it, then the other guys got jealous because they're jockeying for positions. One sit on your right hand and your left hand. And then they began to be Greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called. He said, all right, boys, come on. I'm going to break this down to you. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you. But whoever desires to become great, listen to this, among you shall be your servant. See, it goes totally against what the world talks about. The world is constantly trying to climb that ladder 
They don't know nothing about serving one another. And it says, and whoever, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus didn't come to serve. He came to serve others. And that's what our example is about. And, and we, we've got to get the right perspective. And, and you want your life to go well? You want to be happy in life? Start serving. Start serving your wife. Start at home. That's where it starts, at the home. Start serving your husband. Start serving your family. We've got awesome, you know, time, Christmas time, we've got New Year, we've got in-laws, outlaws. Start serving them. Start serving them. And look at this. Turn with me to Mark chapter 10, verse 35. That's what I just read. I'm sorry. Talking about serving others. Turn with me to John chapter 13. You know, men, we're the priests of our house. The spiritual leaders. And I know a lot of things fall on the, on the shoulders of men. Nothing against you women. But if we lead in the right direction, our family will follow, our wives, our kids. So we need to rise up, take our place. Women desire that. Women desire a spiritual leader in their house. Are we reading our Bibles, guys? Are we praying? Are we laying hands? Are you coming to pastor? Oh, lay your hands. I want you to lay hands on me. Oh, you lay hands on your kid. Be the spiritual leader of your house. You pray, believe God for healing. Okay? Okay? Washing dishes. Guys, that's not just a woman thing. Wash dishes for your wife. Cook a meal. Date night. Guys, think of a date night. Friday night. Hey, honey, I got plans. And you're in it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, woo. You think of it. And you say where y'all going to eat. And what movie we're going to watch. Take charge. And I'm telling you. I'm giving you some nuggets here. Our kids need to see their parents serving one another. So they will know how to serve their spouses. Your kids will be married one day. And they will do exactly what mom and dad do. Now, we're, we're living in this camper. I already told you all that. Six months. Now, Missy, we have this. We don't have washing machine and dryer, so we go to the laundromat. Okay? So we kind of share that. She does a little more than I do, but I try to watch that. There was one time that uh, I seen the clothes piling up. And we got to 
white clothes hamper about so high, you know how you like trash, you just throw it over there and it just piles and piles and then it just, you know, gets higher and higher and it just falls. So I say, honey, it's about time we go to the laundromat, wash some clothes. Okay, well, I got off work a little earlier than she did. So I come home, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go wash clothes. All right, so I go load everything up. And so I go over there and I wash these clothes and I'm folding them, you know? And my goodness, I had 26 pair of underwear. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I felt like it was that miraculous uh, multiplication miracle happening when Jesus had the, the fish and the bread. I mean, I'd take one out, fold it, put it, take another one out. It was like they were multiplying. I counted them, 26 pair. So I'm good for three and a half weeks. <laughs> so for you that can't, can do the math, all right, I'm good for three and a half weeks. Now, when I say, when I'm on 24, 25, honey, we need to go to laundromat, it's time to go to laundromat. 26 pair on it, man, I just blessed. She just, I mean, what do you do? She just go, when I come find out, she just go to Walmart, get a six pack, eight pack. Oh, see, I, I told you she has a hard time with that sometimes serving. I'm like, come on, we got to wash clothes. Yeah. I mean, my 26 to her 10, maybe. What's the odds of that? I'm like, 26 pair. So anyway, so just being a blessing doing things, and God will do that. Just say, God, what can I do to be a blessing to my wife or to my kids, whatever it may be? And, man, it makes life so much better and easier. Look at this. John chapter 13, verse 1 through 17. Look at this. And you all know this story. We're talking about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. It says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come. Now here he's fixing to be uh, crucified. He says, he should depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, it says, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray Jesus. And think about that, man. Here Jesus washes the disciples' feet, all 12 of them, knowing that there's an enemy in the camp. Man, would you do that? Would you wash someone's feet knowing that he is going to betray you in the future? That's what he is. He He's not about love. He is love. Let's go on. It says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, he rose from supper. He laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter. Peter, he's so full of pride. Look at it. And Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. 
Peter said to him, then he, you were never washed my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, okay, wash my feet and my hands and my head. Wash, wash all of me. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but incompletely is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Again, he knew that Jesus was going to betray him. All of them were clean, but Judas was going to betray him. For he knew he would betray him. Therefore he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent greater than he who sent him. And then he goes on in verse 17, he says, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So it's not good enough just to know these. Yeah, I don't need to serve my wife. I, well, are you going to do what you know to do? Well, I ain't going to serve my husband. He, he ain't been treating me. You know it. The Bible says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. You can know this Bible frontwards and backwards. But if, you're not, if we're not doing it, So I'm closing. You know, me and Missy, we don't have it all. We're, we haven't arrived yet. <laughs> but you know what? we're a lot further along than we used to be and we in our marriage fixing to be 35 35 years and man I love this woman more than I've ever I thought I loved her when I first saw her and married her but uh and I love this woman and uh, I'll do whatever it takes and her and I both have changed that word changed throughout the years. We're not what we used to be. And we make it a point to serve one another. Because that's the whole example. Jesus was our perfect model. Correct? He served people. Went about with joy serving people. Honey, would you come up here, please? And uh, it's not about us. It's about God. It's about people. And it's about serving others. And you will be happy, a happier person doing that. So I brought, no oh good, she brought, she's wearing her combat boots to... Do y'all have that?
So you, it's amazing that Jesus, it says that he didn't say, Peter, take that towel, put it on you. I got an example for you guys. Mm -mm. It says he took his garments off and he put the garment of a slave, a bond servant. This was the outfit of a bond servant. He put it on himself. And these guys were rough, <laughs> rough around the edges, you know, but he just loved them. And so he, he lived the example in front of them. He said, guys, I want to show you something. And this is what it kind of sounds like at the Richard Place washing feet. So we get up early in the morning to go to work. And uh, I go, I make her coffee. And then, because I know she likes hot coffee. I like cold brew, but she likes hot coffee. So I make it for her. Then, while it's 30 something degrees outside, she doesn't have an automatic vehicle starter like I do. So I go start her vehicle and I put her, I put her defrost on her seat warmers because she loves to get into a warm vehicle. Then I come back in and I make sure she has everything together. And then the other day, she said, you know, I'm tired of driving in that driveway. They just put the electrical line across our driveway and it's been worn over and it's sunk in and you almost break your neck trying to go in it. <laughs> so she said, well, I sure would like for you to put dirt in that hole so it doesn't, you know, cock my neck back. So. <laughs> I get my tractor the next day and I go out there and I, and I put dirt in the hole. So it's easy for her to drive through. Well then her, she cooks me a good hot meal. She brings my plate to the table. Is there anything else you need, honey? We've been working hard, working late. We're sore, we're getting older. <laughs> And she, she brings me a water with four ibuprofen. <laughs> so I won't be so sore the next day. <laughs> yeah. And then she uh, makes my cup of ice cream and she puts milk in it because she knows I like it with milk. So we, we wash one another's feet at the Richard house. It's not natural. It's not natural. 
But you know, with Christ and the Holy Spirit within you, it becomes natural. Thank you. So, in the world and the time that we live in, it says he took his garment off, he put it aside, he said, guys, you know what I just did? He washed the disciples' feet. And that's what we're called to do, to wash one another's feet. Jesus was the model servant, and he showed this attitude to his disciples. Washing guests' feet was a job for household servant. When guests would arrive, people had been walking for years, I mean for days, not years. And they would come in, and that's what they would do. They'd wash their feet before they would come to the table and eat. But Jesus wrapped a towel around him as the lowest slave would do and wash his disciples' feet. If God in the flesh is willing to serve, we as his followers must also be servants, willing to serve in any way that glorifies God. Are you willing to follow Christ's example? Whom can you serve today? And I wanna challenge you in 2024 to get out of me mode Get out of me mode. It's not about you, it's not about me. And for us as a church, we need to begin to serve people like Christ served on this earth. Your spouse, your family, your church, your community. If you look in the King James Version, it says, if you know these things, happy are you. You want a happy life? Serve. He says, do these things. So, I want to challenge you. 2024. It's not about us. Let's serve one another. And, and, and it blesses me we all, this church, this body, there's no reason why there's so many people that, that pull the weight of this church. Now, I'm just, as a lovingly father, I want to challenge you to find a spot to serve. I didn't know how to run a camera. I know how to run a camera now. Door greeter. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, talk my, I don't, just get up there and smile, hey. Glad to have you. It blesses me to see people that are serving our kids, man. You don't see the hours and stuff that our teachers, and I'm thankful for them, that put in the time to, to, to study and to put, they're not just babysitting up there. They're teaching them about Jesus. And that's what we need. We're not, we don't, we're not a babysitter church here. We're going to teach you about Jesus, how to serve, how to get out there. And, and that's how it should be. It blesses me to see people 
doing things. Kobe, Josh, and them, just cameras, everybody just serving. And, and again, like I said, I want to challenge you this year. Are you one of those people that come in, get fed, and leave out? I understand that to a period and a time, but think about serving, doing something. Connect center, door greeters, cameras, ushers, something. Get to know the body of Christ. That's what we're doing. We're just serving. That's what's so cool about David and Wendy. I know their hearts. They know my heart. I told Miss years ago, we had an opportunity to go be pastor at another church. God didn't tell me to go be pastor at that church. He told me to come over here and serve David and Wendy. That's the last thing I heard. And I'm going to do the last thing God told me to do. So they know my heart. I know their heart. We ain't in competition. Oh, man, he preached. <laughs> but, man, we're not in competition. We're about the kingdom and about Jesus. We want people to know Jesus and to represent, or we represent well. We're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So let's, y'all, y'all stand up. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I thank you again that this is a new year, a new beginning. Father, oh, there's something, something about new beginnings. It gives us a new start. God, I know that last year is out, it's gone, Father, and we're not going to live looking in the rearview mirror. We're looking forward expectantly. We want to serve not only you, we want to serve people, our community. We want to make a difference, a difference here on this earth. God, I just thank you for your, your word, your example, that you were a servant, and that's what we're supposed to be, Father. And we'll serve you all the days of our lives, Father. We just thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all.